Well, we're here in beautiful Milwaukee, the Pabst Theater. Where it occurs to me, coming back to my hometown of Milwaukee, that there is no Milwaukee song. You know, there is a, uh, it seems to me a few years ago they had a contest trying to get a Milwaukee song, but right. the only, only thing that rhymes with Milwaukee is streptococci. It's hard to fit and into You don't want to talk that up. I mean, sure, it happens, but. And Ella Fitzgerald, of course, once had a cousin in Milwaukee, but that's about it as far as Milwaukee songs. Um, Hanson, you know the band Hanson, those three annoying, I think they're gone now, Hansons. aren't they? They grew up or something. They came out with a song called Man from Milwaukee, which in part goes, uh, it started at a bus stop in the middle of nowhere. Sitting beside me was a man with no hair. <clears throat> from the look on his face and the size of his toes, he comes from a place that nobody knows. Uh, I've been sitting here too long by a man from Milwaukee. He's been talking too long on his yellow walkie-talkie. <laughs> he's been talking to Mars, but I think he's wacky. He says they'll come get him, come get him someday. Okay, so that's the number 20 bus. Big deal. <laughs> Hanson rode the bus once in right. their lives, and it was in Milwaukee. Terrible song. We did find this song, however. Pretzels are sorry, the beer flows like wine. After 16 small bottles, the band is so fine. laughing, they dance, and they have a good time. Grand the Milwaukee Well, what do you know? From the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tulian on piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, Clyde Stubblefield on drums, and I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, Milwaukee historian John Gerda and special musical guest Robin Fleur and Mrs. Fun. Support for What Do You Know comes from PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support is also provided by the Boca Foods Company, makers of lower-fat meatless products. Boca burgers, dinner sausages, chicken patties and nuggets, and breakfast patties and links are available in the frozen section of grocery and natural food stores nationwide. Boca, the taste will change you on the web at bocafoods.com. Now, the man who says, I'm from Milwaukee and what do you know, hey? Michael Feldman. Now that song is going to run through your head the rest of the day, doing the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Waltz. Waltz. Yeah, that's a good one there. Those are the, uh, that's the Goose Island Ramblers, by the way, in case you want to check that out. From beautiful Milwaukee, nice to be here, where they practice, of course, same-sect marriage. That would be within the Missouri Synod, as you know, pretty much. <laughs> this is where you get your real Lutherans here in Milwaukee, you know, none of these uh, girly Lutherans in you know, no. other places. These are <laughs> we're, uh, in Milwaukee, where ethnic festivals used to be uh, meeting at Riverside for a rumble in the old days. Now, you know, the Germans and the Poles would go at it, and then they'd both go looking for the Jews, basically. It was uh, <laughs> considered an ethnic festival and, when I was a kid. Now they got every kind of ethnic festival here in Milwaukee. We, we just missed Arab Fest. Uh, Russian Fest is coming up. Pacific Islander Fest is next, of course. It's kind of the end of the summer. We get to the smaller festivals, you know. 
kind of like the opening parade at the Olympics, you know. They may have three uh, athletes in Botswana, but there is an ethnic festival here in Milwaukee for them, which is, <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, of course, it's a mistake going home, you know, and I actually uh, stopped and looked at the house, 58th and Center, 2718 North. Uh, it's now green vinyl and has trees growing in the rain gutters. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, Dad did not live to see that. I'm grateful. Because he'd be up on that double extension ladder, you know, threatening to do something about it. There was a plaque on the house, and I thought, well, finally, you know, they honored me. I, you know, I, it, was, it was silly of me to think so, and then I got closer and did say, condemned by the order of the sheriff. <laughs> but there's still people living there. That's the beauty of it, you know. <laughs> The neighborhood has changed a little bit there now. There's no, uh, there's no Guten's Deli anymore. And there's uh, no uh, Ruth's Sweet Shop used to be down there. There's no Tom's uh, Shoe Store, you know, the x-ray shoe machine. <laughs> and uh, even the temple has moved. You know, the, the diaspora never stops, really. It's... <laughs> Fox Point wasn't enough even. Now they're in Ozaki, for God's sake. <laughs> Germantown, you know, actually they're taking over. Holy Hill will be next. <laughs> they have Jews on Holy Hill. That's what's going to happen. Holier than thou, Hill, is what it will right. be then. It will be just, don't think the Synod is going to take it lying down either. That's going to be some trouble when that goes down. But Milwaukee is a world-class city these days, but, you know, it doesn't get mentioned in the terror alerts, which I think is kind of offensive. <laughs> We're not good enough to be in the terror alerts? I think, you know, you, you hear uh, Las Vegas, New Jersey, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, for God's sake, is in terror alerts. What are we, liverwurst here? This is... <laughs> There's, there are things here of interest, I, I would think. Uh, that, you know, what about a seagull the size of a 747? That should draw some attention. That is one big seagull. You're telling me a Pakistani wouldn't like to videotape that? I quite, of course they would. Let's see that reel. Then the Red Star Yeast and Milwaukee Casket Interchange there. The weather light on the gas company. There are, there are, I'm not saying they're targets, but I'm saying they're points of interest. And then the other part of the problem is Milwaukee has never had a proper motto. Uh, a great place on a great lake, you know, what, Detroit, Cleveland, Erie. Escanaba's nice, you know, really. Ashtabula is nothing to sniff at. And Kenosha lays in wait, of course. Plus, there are a lot of good places on decent lakes. You know. There's Cecil. Cecil's on a very nice lake. And Beaver Dam and uh, <clears throat> Rice Lake, of course, Pewaukee. Once they get the weeds out of there, you know. <laughs> should be getting major conventions in Milwaukee, really. This is, should be a major convention destination. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Instead of just the National Socialists and the, uh, <laughs> the Green Party, you know, the Green Party had its convention here. The Green Party doesn't spend a dime, ladies and gentlemen. They have no economic benefit. You get the green, but it does you no good. They all bring dehydrated food with them. <laughs> and if they go in a tavern, they ask for a glass of water, no ice. <laughs> and they nurse it. Complain when the first guy lights up, you know. That's the green party. You need to attract major parties here. You know, ever since they haven't got a major party since Teddy Roosevelt, you know, the, the incident where he got shot uh, after giving a speech. But fortunately, he had put his speech in his pocket and it saved his life, you know. <laughs> but still, you know, they hold that against us, and that was years ago. So, is this topic, <clears throat> of course, on the campaign trail? 
Uh, the Carries were here most recently. Uh, that's where uh, Teresa. Uh, yes. Teresa uh, promised uh, four more years of hell. <laughs> and many thought she was referring to the marriage, but I, I don't think so myself. <laughs> Although I do say she's got her eye on Barack Obama next. That's uh, if this goes south on her. You know. Something happens, you know, she's ready. Then uh, this is, of course, where John Kerry called uh, a bunch of guys uh, goons, uh, when in fact they're just being Milwaukeeans on a spree. <laughs> You're out on your boat, you're in the harbor, you actually have an air horn and you got some beer and, uh, you know, had nothing to do with his speech. That's an amazing thing. You can't. Lost some votes there, fella. Uh, Bush, is, I don't think, has been to Milwaukee. Has he? He's been to Oconomowoc, I think. It's as close as he'll get. Uh, Laura was in Grafton, but that's like going to Latvia, you know. It was a temp place. She was looking for work, apparently. I don't know, something. She's got a lot of time on her hands. And then everything's going condo. That's the other thing about Milwaukee. I come back here. Every place I used to go to now, Guten's probably is a, is a deli condo. It's now a condo, probably. Tanneries are going condo, for God's sake. Here. How do you get the smell out of the rugs? You know, you live in a former tannery. That gives you a good feeling. You know, at least change the name or something. Tannery, condos. Meatpackers, condos, you know. Slaughterhouse, condos. Abattoir, condos. Breweries, condos. That's, you know, that stays in the rugs, too. My dad's old office building on Wisconsin Avenue is, is going to be a condo. Uh, he could have never afforded his office. You'd have to pay in 1959 dollars, really, to afford his office now. It'd be impossible. And he could have gotten in on the ground floor, too. That's the amazing thing. <laughs> Milwaukee Casket condos. I mean, give me a break on this. <laughs> Carlo Kohler condos, Red Star Yeast condos, Jones Island Sewerage Shores. <laughs> So my assignment actually was uh, to do a uh, history of Milwaukee in 500 words or less. And so I managed to come at 479 words. This is Milwaukee history in 500 words or less. We start with the Ho-Chunk. Uh, Ho-Chunk, scout for possible casino, find Potawatomi already here. <laughs> First white men turn out to be French guys who wear fur and in fact like fur a lot. <laughs> Joliet makes mistake of continuing on to Illinois, honored with maximum security prison. <laughs> Marquette, always thinking, starts an archdiocese. <laughs> Solomon Juno builds first house, a duplex bungalow, with mother-in-law upstairs. Paints it a color future neighbors won't like, let's place go into decline. 1845, east side and west side go to war, become, lose, become city of Milwaukee. Name mispronounced from the get-go. From Indian words meaning come by the house later. Shortly thereafter, Germans arrive, fleeing Germans. <laughs> Discover rivers bounded by fields of barley, wheat, and hops. Decide to make beer. Culture flourishes with a K. City called the German Athens, nude swimming in high schools. By 1843, city boasts 138 street corners, 138 taverns. Many churches as well, mostly Missouri Synod. Population doubles every 18 months. That doesn't count twins, I guess. No. Yeah. Poles arrive fleeing Germans. <laughs> Discover more Germans. 
Move to Southside. <laughs> Jews arrive fleeing Poles and Germans. Nowhere to go, hunker down on 3rd Street, selling a little this, a little that, doing some tailoring, some dry cleaning. 3rd Ward goes to bed Irish, wakes up Italian. Got another 100 years here, bear with me. English walk around like they own the place. Ethnic tensions flare after basketball games. Socialists discovered in sewers. Might be national socialists, but still. Golden age of city services begin. Two and three Milwaukeeans are municipal workers. Socialists rule for 30 years. Trolleys run on time. Trash collected before it hits the ground. Everybody afraid of jaywalk downtown. Park system established to conceal hordes of municipal workers. Pride builds Milwaukee, stenciled on garbage trucks. In 1917, many Germans who favored going in this, on the side of the Kaiser in World War I dropped the second ends from their names and are amused to be confused for Jews. <laughs> Milwaukee Bund falls on hard times. Few attend dances. Prohibition lowers Milwaukee beer consumption by nearly 5%. Depression hard, but provides many years' worth of valuable life lessons. Many Milwaukeeans continue to go to work even without jobs. <laughs> the onset of World War II, many Milwaukee Germans want to go in on the side of Hitler. Some restore ends to names. Industrial Valley booms. If you're looking for a machine part, we have it. And don't forget Johnson Controls. With, thank you. Or, or I thank you, I guess. Uh, with wars and suburbs, boom. Each ethnic group getting its own. Freeways built to speed white flight. Threat of east-west freeway never built means mom has to sell the house for peanuts. Mayor Myers says Milwaukee will never have riots. Milwaukee has riots. <laughs> Milwaukee steals the Braves from Boston. Atlanta steals the Braves from Milwaukee. Milwaukee steals pilots from Seattle. Nobody steals pilots, now known as brewers. Bob Euchre, 190 lifetime, enters Hall of Fame. County Stadium raised with brewers still in it. As of 2004 season, team still recovering. And finally, Sledgate. <laughs> that updates you. That's all the history that isn't from Milwaukee. 500 years in 500 words. I had to leave out a few things. A few things had to be left out of that, but I think John Gerda can make up the difference there. He wrote the book on Milwaukee. It's called The Book on Milwaukee. Well, actually, it's called The Making of Milwaukee. Here is John Goethe. He is in Mr. Milwaukee, as far as I know. Welcome again, John Goethe. Thank you, Michael. Welcome home. Thank you. What did I leave out there? Anything? anything? No, you hit it. Yeah, pretty much? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't have all that in my book. Next, oh. next edition. Well, it's not true, a lot of it. That's why, you know, so <laughs> possibly, yeah. It's, it's a great book. It really brings back a lot of memories. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. And the socialists were found in the sewers, weren't they? Is that true or not? Uh, no, they, they built the sewers. They built the sewers. That's what yes. it was. Okay. Yes, that, that was the point. I knew there were sewers involved in it. <laughs> and the Zeidlers and all that. And is, is Frank Zeidler still alive? At the age of 91, just oh, a civic nice. treasure. Absolutely uh, amazing. <laughs> One of my great pleasures is about once or twice a year we get to teach together at UWM. Yeah, it's just uh, uh, any time I can be on a stage with him is That's quite wonderful. amazing. Now, these guys weren't uh, national socialists. Were they? I always no, wonder no. about it because they're Germans and socialists, and you've got to wonder. You know. They were actually called social democrats. Social democrats. And they were socialists uh, kind of allied with the, 
the largest socialist party. Like Willy uh, Brandt was. In yeah, sort of. Yeah, kind of the, the yeah. social democratic model in, in Germany. Yeah. That was kind of the. Okay, the so that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Whatever happened to them? Uh, they're still here. They're not, not running candidates, but they are yeah. still here. Have Frank their convention Seiler's here? Yeah, not a large convention. You, no. could, you could hold it in the lobby of the Pabst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the convention, actually, here. These are all Milwaukee <laughs> but, but they left, uh, certainly, a, a legacy that's still part of Milwaukee's uh, tradition, though the expectation of, of honesty and efficiency in government that we've had some unfortunate lapses from in the recent, recent past. You mean Sledgate? Sledgate's one of those, yes. <laughs> but other things as well. This county thing. Maybe I should talk to Jim Stingle about that more. But these guys, what, you can get paid for working for the county? I had no idea. I, thought that <laughs> I think the issue was more quitting the county. Quitting, and, yeah. And you get paid for quitting the right, county. Right, exactly, yeah. and getting a pension. What a good uh, that deal. That was rather generous. I've got to get in on that. That's a good thing. So Milwaukee history, Solomon Juno, uh, first resident? No, not the first. There yeah. were, were natives here probably 13,000 years ago, but he yeah. was one of the first three who founded settlements here. That, as you said, the Ridge War of 1845 didn't get along especially well. Yeah. And one legacy you see today is that Solomon Juno on the east side, Byron Kilburn on the west, didn't get along especially well. And when they finally built bridges across, they joined east and west at an angle. <laughs> and that's part of Milwaukee's landscape in 2004, but goes way back to the 1830s. So the bridges, bridges are all crooked. They're all crooked. Yeah. Yep. Why, why would that satisfy them? Just to know they weren't <laughs> going straight to Kilbourne or... It was just the, before bridges, you know, they took ferries across, walked yeah. across the ice in wintertime, so there was no real need to, to cross uh, by, by land, by bridges. And they actually had uh, the first bridge back in 1840, and the west side suffered in silence for a while, but then in 1845, yeah. west siders, probably egged on by Kilbourne, knocked down the western edge, the approach. Sort of the river fell, the bridge fell into the river, block navigation really irritated the east siders who responded by cutting off the West Side's bridge to the south. So for a while, no one could get anywhere. They had the bridge in the middle, though. There was a bridge in the middle, but there was no way to get on. No way to get on it. So a bridge okay. to nowhere, you yeah. know, back in 1845. Even then, yeah. And they were, they were actually... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually came to blows, and uh, some punches were traded, a few shots were fired, and my favorite line was from the Milwaukee Sentinel. It said a number of the combatants were considerably injured, though not dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> In those days, you got to wonder, too. That's uh, right. Dangerously injured. Well, that was a good one. So the, uh, that came, was that an ethnic thing now? That, or it just a, the No, two, that the was two Yankees duking it out back in those years. That's before the Germans came. Yeah. Kil Kilborn was not a well-liked individual. Not especially. He no. had a habit of making enemies. Yeah. You know, he uh, certainly was trying to freeze out the east side. There was one time back in 1836 when he published a map called the City of Milwaukee that was intended for circulation farther east, trying to get investors and settlers. And he identified every single lot on the western side of the river and left the east side a complete blank, <laughs> <laughs> even though it was called the City of Milwaukee. So he, he did not play especially fair. And did he buy up all his stuff? Was that part of it that he was just... He, he squatted, he re removed the Indians and uh, filed a claim back in 1835 and made sure he, it was illegal. The, the treaty still applied, so the Indians had a grace period. Hmm. He kind of violated that but went to Washington and had enough friends to secure a, yeah. a patent, a title, a clear title. So, yeah. so he had a, a lock on the west side. So he was kind of the villain of this period. He kind of was. Period, yeah. he, he was also a builder. He started two railroads. He was fired from the presidency of one, began another. And then in 1856, he was trying to win a land grant for that railroad and leaving nothing to chance, bribed the entire state legislature. Oh. Who were the guys who got to award uh, the franchise. 
And I think of 72 who were offered the railroad bonds, only six said no. Uh -huh. So you offered them bonds. That was the problem. Yeah, they could return them for cash. You know, the governor, uh, I think he turned his in for $15,000, which was quite a bit of money back in 1856. Uh, that's quite amazing, yeah. yeah. So, the, okay, so it's ba on that basis, when did this uh, good government thing start then? Uh, there was, there was <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> a, little, a little later, there was a wonderful character in Milwaukee's history. His name was David Rose, uh, Mayor David Rose, who was mayor from about 1898 to 1910 with just a couple of years off. His nickname was all the time Rosie. Uh, <laughs> while he was in office, uh, prostitution and gambling flourished right in this, in this neighborhood. In this building? Right on the, not yeah. in this building. It wasn't yeah. quite here yet. Yeah. <laughs> and his, his convention... Some people are familiar with it, apparently. <laughs> Long Some memories. nervous laughter going on. But his slogan was convention celebrations in a live town. And Milwaukee was, back in those years, a great convention city. And they were not going to the museum. No. So that's what we have to do is kind of look at some of those activities <laughs> so re, to, to draw the convention. Bring, bring vice back. Yeah. We'll just get the Democrats, of course. If we do <laughs> yeah, the, that. yeah, the Green Party didn't do it. In the, no, the, no, the Green the Party last, would not last. be interested. But it was, it was partly revulsion uh, against the excesses of the Rose years. Uh, it was also kind of the, the German working class uh, support and the, kind of a free-thinking tradition. 1910 is when a man named Emil Seidel, who was a pattern maker by trade, becomes Milwaukee's first socialist mayor. Ah. And that lasts until roughly 1960 when Frank Zeidler steps right. down. And they really turn Milwaukee around from what had been uh, just as bad as Chicago on, on a bad day yeah. and became uh, one of the best governed cities in the country. Yeah. You, you may applaud that. <laughs> it's over. You might as well applaud it. It's done. <laughs> And then all this, this, the ethnic groups in Milwaukee. Now, I mean, everybody stayed in their neighborhood pretty much. Pretty uh, much until yeah. the last 20, 25 years. I think certainly yeah. there's been a lot of mixing and mingling, you know, in the suburbs as well. Since I left, uh, I haven't heard about this, <laughs> apparently. And there, there are still concentrations, uh, but a mild neighborhood in the south side that's become largely Latino. Uh, so there, there are pockets of strong ethnic groups. Do the Latinos they are not edge what they their are. lawns? <laughs> I mean, no, that's the main thing. No, they don't, they don't stand on their lawns and wait for the first dandelion to come up with spears, <laughs> you know, which is kind of... <laughs> do, do you remember when National Geographic did Milwaukee some years sure. ago? And they had a picture of a guy on the south side in a white t-shirt without a logo on it, of course. <laughs> uh, Probably uh, a U-neck t-shirt. He was uh, edging his lawn. Uh -huh. And then they, inside they showed a guy with a knife down on the sidewalk, you know, going between the cracks. <laughs> it was on the south side, actually. I recall well, that. I said, Boy, that is Milwaukee, that. all right. <laughs> <laughs> well... Where have all the Polish people gone? Uh, they're out in the southwest suburbs. A lot of them on the south side as well. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're still here, yeah. about 200,000 strong. Yeah. It's a great center on the southwest side called the Polish Center of Wisconsin. So they're, they're, they're doing still in the, Still on the south side? Yep. yep. In Franklin, but no, south side. Oh, they're in Franklin now. Yep. Okay. Well, I was looking for them. We went down there. We could, <laughs> uh, Mitchell Street is still there and Goldman's is still there. And the Mitchell Street was. Uh, Goldman's is still there, yeah. yeah. Wonderful lunch counter. Uh, you can still get flannel by the yard and, and plus sizes of overalls. Yeah. <laughs> But our, you know, we went on the, we went to the south side like on a dare. You know, we drive down there. You know, we'd, we'd go down there and drive up Mitchell, you know, whatever, up and down in Twenty uh, Seventh Street, whatever. And uh, you know, it was like on a dare though, because we really it was kind of a daring thing to do. We saw him during basketball games, and that wasn't often friendly. You and know? for a lot of South Siders, it was the same thing. You know, yeah. they used to joke about having a passport to cross the viaduct. Yeah. And the south side, you grow up in the south side, uh, Mitchell Street was kind of the downtown area. You said, you're, I'm going downtown. You meant down, down to Mitchell Street in some cases, just yeah. as the north siders went to 3rd Street. Right, right. And this, it was like through the looking glass for us. We were down there. <laughs> God, there's a whole, there's South Milwaukee was like the other Milwaukee. Yep. Kind yep. of, in those days. And but there's still, a, you know, that Menominee Valley is still 
a, a strong line between north and south. The, the ethnic groups have changed, uh, the houses have gotten older, there's been a lot of revitalization as well on, on both sides, yeah. uh, but that valley remains. What you may recall is kind of the armpit of Milwaukee is coming back, uh, about two square miles of open land that is in the process of being redeveloped, and probably the first large project would be the Harley-Davidson Museum. Really? So a lot, of, a lot of things going on. A lot of condos down no, there? No condos so far. <laughs> <laughs> there are condos in those tanneries just in the south no. end of the Sixth Street Viaduct. Well, the domes are going to be condos one of these days. Maybe so. <laughs> it's a lot of glass to a clean. A lot of false ceilings. Yeah. yeah, a lot of glass to clean. Socialist, the golden era, I guess, uh, that, that, uh, that period, until, yeah, probably until Mayor so, Meyer, right? He was, didn't, wasn't that the turning point there? Uh, Henry Meyer was elected yeah. in 1960, and you were talking about Milwaukee songs. Henry did write a Milwaukee That's song. That's right, he did. Called yeah. the Summerfest Polka. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one of the lines was, come to Milwaukee, how humming a city you'll see. <laughs> come to Milwaukee, tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-lee. <laughs> A bit of loss for rhymes there. Right. I, I remember, besides his comment on there never be riots in Milwaukee, which immediately <laughs> preceded the riots. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he would not talk to the Milwaukee Journal at all. He wouldn't. Yeah, no, he would he not had, talk to reporters. Freeze. Apparently they said something about him. Well, they might have mentioned that quote, I if, guess. If they said anything about him, you know, he would, he would tend uh, to, to freeze them out. He was also uh, part of a tradition of singing mayors. You know, Milwaukee, going back to the, yeah. the 40s, had mayors who would get up at... Norquist, at, too. Uh -huh. Norquist, too. He was, yeah. he was pretty good. He sung uh, like a bird. <laughs> Henry Meyer, uh, he fancied himself a, a lyric tenor, is what he called himself, and I think his, his teacher probably would have disavowed that title. Uh, but he was, uh, he was tireless and, and without embarrassment. You know, yeah. He would get up before a crowd on the 4th of July and, and hold forth for uh, a number of, number of numbers, number of songs. Yeah. Norquist was kind of a return to a little, little higher musical tradition. Yeah. Higher musical tradition. <laughs> Lower in other areas, perhaps. Uh, well, six six, pretty hard to be low. Yeah, yeah, he was actually a nice guy. Yeah. I liked him. Um, the uh, Milwaukee idea. Mm -hmm. What is the idea? <laughs> I mean, I lived here all my What's life. What's the big I, idea? I never really got the idea, but I know there is a Milwaukee idea. Uh, I think Henry Meyer had a Milwaukee idea, and it was, he defined not very helpfully as something uh, bringing resources to bear on problems that concern all of us. Uh, so very, does, very vague. So it's meaningless. Yeah. Very, pretty, pretty meaningless. The, the Milwaukee idea, kind of the first one, was Victor Berger, who was a head of the, the Socialist Party. And his idea was to have a, a two-part movement that was labor and politics. The working class being the political arm of the, the Socialist Party, the Socialist Party being the intellectual arm of the, of the working class, and together uh, govern the city. And that's pretty much what happened. You yeah. know, it was that alliance that made Milwaukee such a center of socialism. That was it, huh? Yep. And that all fell apart because what? Uh, the Democrats co-opted the socialists under they took their FDR issues. in the 1930s. They that's, took all their issues and then... Pretty much. Oh, that's interesting. So the, the ideas survive, uh, the ideology survives to some degree. The rhetoric was certainly borrowed by people like Franklin Delano Roosevelt and others uh, in Milwaukee. And yeah. a lot of the socialists, including Dan Hone, who was mayor here from 1916 to 1940 and has nothing but a bridge name for him, he would turn over in his grave uh, if he knew that uh, you know, that was his one mark on the landscape. He believed so firmly in keeping the lakefront open that he did not want the War Memorial Center to be built there, which is a pretty nice building, yeah. you know, but it blocked the view uh, of the lakefront. And he became a Democrat uh, in the years after he lost the mayoral election back in 1940, which was fairly typical. Yeah, and there it went, huh? Yep, there it went. And Dan Hone, in your opinion, was, was the greatest? Yeah, the only Milwaukee mayor who has or probably will get his picture on the cover of Time magazine. He was 
uh, described by time as the governor or the, the person who ran perhaps the best governed big city in America. So he really is kind of a civic hero. Yeah. I saw in the, in the journal now the, the, the new mayor, Mayor uh, Barrett. Yep, Tom Barrett. What'd they say? Um, good kick, no splash, something like that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying not to make a splash. Not he's sort of feeling his way into the water, I yeah. think. But I think he'll be just fine. You do. Are you yep. advisory at all to, to the mayor? Or? He wants to know something old, he calls, but that doesn't happen too often. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing, uh, Milwaukee, uh, you know, has kind of had kind of an inferiority complex in recent years. You know? All has to do with Chicago. And it's the Chicago thing, isn't yep. it? They claim our sure effluent is. is going down there, and we know it the and, reverse. And their air is coming here. Their air, is, so it's a trade-off. Yeah, when you have an ozone alert, it's Chicago, you know, you're, you're talking about. But what happened, basically, is yeah. Milwaukee, back in the years when everyone traveled by water, Chicago was 90 miles farther away from the East Coast by that route down the Erie Canal and the Great Lakes. And then what happened is in the 1850s, railroads come, and for about 15 years, Milwaukee and Chicago had been neck and neck. Then railroads come, the lake kind of pushes them to the south southern end, and Chicago becomes the hub for the nation and the number two city in the country. So Milwaukeeans have never quite forgotten that, was it. that we were neck and neck and Chicago outdistanced us. Yeah. And as someone said, it's a a great town to live 90 miles away from. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Cuba, same thing, basically. If you're in <laughs> Florida, you got yep. Cuba's nearby. It's nice having nearby the book. This is a very interesting book, especially if you are from Milwaukee. <laughs> or interested in Milwaukee and the Milwaukee idea. It's called The Making of Milwaukee. It's got all kinds of interesting facts in there. And it's actually quite a fascinating story, uh, the ethnic uh, development especially. John, thank you for being here. Thank you, Michael. Great to have you here. John Gerda, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Milwaukee. Oh, it's got the Nike base in here. Remember the Nike anti-missiles? Missiles? The ones that didn't work anyway, but they had them. They were cool downtown. Right where the Summerfest grounds are now. They had the right. Nike. That's thing, where the so. battery was. That's pretty cool. I forgot all about that. A lot of memories in there. Yeah. So there, hey. We used to have... Uh, Nazis uh, walking up and down uh, Wisconsin. Oh, yes, yeah, so many pleasant memories, really. <laughs> well, they had to walk. I mean, they had to get from one yeah. place to another. What do you yeah. expect them to do? Yeah. Stay in one place? Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah. think so. Well, they had, you know. They're people, too, I guess. It's not even, there, sort of. there are a few of them. Yeah. Not a lot of them. And sailors. I first Certainly came less, here, there was, less than 50% of the population. I couldn't figure it out. I first came here, there was Nazis and sailors and <laughs> police walking around. You didn't know which way to go, did you? I didn't know what no. was going on. <laughs> It was all at the Hotel Wisconsin, too, actually, for downtown. <laughs> and, well, there's some probably crossover there, too. But uh, let's not talk about yes. that part of it, John. No. There are many good, like for last night, you were playing uh, yeah, in we Milwaukee had a, at a, a bistro. At the North Shore Bistro, yeah. Yes. Jeff, uh, Jeff's gig up there. So yeah. play there every Friday. Every Friday, so catch that. Too late this week. Too late this week. But this is what you would have missed, ladies and gentlemen, from the What Do You Know trio. <laughs>
PRI, Public Radio International. Thank you. There you guys, nice Thank little you. tune. Very nice, I like the beat on that. What was that, yeah. what was that called? Uh, Tin Deo. Oh, very nice, very nice. So there's just the New York Times, you know, they got this big golf uh, PGA thing going on now, which is not in Milwaukee even. That's why they said we couldn't get a hotel room here, right. because uh, they, it's something colder, for God's sake. Uh, at Whistling Pipes. <laughs> Whistling Straits. But the thing I think about it, they mentioned the New York Times, and then they said, uh, Whistling Straits is no Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> Wrong state, you guys. Whistling Straits is no what do you know. That's what I, mean. <laughs> I don't know what they meant by that anyhow, but I thought... I don't either. They think it's in Minnesota, apparently, or, or, or they think that he's here. He isn't here, is he? <laughs> Hope not. Okay. Let's just get some cards here and go out in the audience and meet a few people. Yeah. Probably a few people I know. I would think so. I would think. After all these years, they must know somebody. How are you all? Yes. Make some noise. Make some noise, Milwaukee. You can do it. It's all right. Here's the, the person. Is it, is it the Pabst Theater or the Pabst Theater? Theater. It's theater. If you're from Milwaukee, you say theater, right? Am I right? Yes, because I get corrected all over the rest of the country, but no one stops me here. Don't you say theater? What do you say? Theater. Theater, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a theater. For goodness sake. I know what a theater is, actually. I can't afford to go to a theater. Or theater is like the whole idea of what's, what shows in a, what plays in a, in a theater. <laughs> it's what actors do on stage. That's theater. That's like drama, theater. But you go to a theater to see them. <laughs> Let's get it straight. You know, when I mentioned Joliet going on to Illinois and, and forming a penitentiary, instead of Marquette who stayed here and just started the archdiocese. But, and we got uh, Jack uh, Sussner is here from Joliet, and he's a bailiff. Where is he? Proves my point exactly. I don't know if I can get to you. I don't think I can get to you. Here, let me go over. Can I get through here? Would you mind if I just came through here? This is kind of hard to get around in. Pardon me. Excuse me. Hate to make you get up. Sorry. Sorry to wake you. Okay. <clears throat> where is he? Where? Where is he? Where, where? Can I get you to stand up? I came all this way. At least you can do a stand up. <laughs> so you are a bailiff at, at Joliet? In Will County. That's yeah, Will County Courthouse, but I worked for the Department of Corrections at well, one time. What does the bailiff do exactly? Just takes care of the uh, judge, make sure that the uh, people don't get out of hand in the courtroom. So like in Judge Judy, you're the guy who stands there and hands her stuff and smirks? <laughs> that's that's excellent. Do you smirk when the judge wants you to smirk? Oh, yes, yes. How do you time that? Do they, they speak to you through a headpiece or something? Yes, the gavel, I smirk. <laughs> Does he sometimes reference you if somebody said something really stupid and you, you react accordingly? Right, absolutely. He says, get the deputy, so I get the deputy. Okay, <laughs> but you do it in a, in a very way very, that... Very nice way. Oh, in a nice yeah. way, okay. Yeah. He doesn't I imply... Yell, I yell down the hall for the deputy. That's true. That's yeah. true. Do you work with a lot of judges or are you just one? Just basically one at this time. Yeah. Been with him for a lot of years? Uh, a couple of years. You're like Ed McMahon with this guy. Well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> He tells me I got to take care of him while he's in the court. You know, I'm in the courtroom. But That's very cool. what, what brings you up to our neck of the woods? Well, I came to see your show. Well, you did. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. And, and and partly when I worked with the Department of Corrections, uh, I just you know as a bailiff, I see where they where they're graduating to, 
And when I worked in Department of Corrections, I saw where they graduated to the big time. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. But I didn't. What did you do with my show? I thought there was some connection between what they're. I didn't recognize your face, but I thought I recognized the number. And uh, that's why I came. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. That's Jack Susner, Joliet. Then we got uh, Gary Newby, who just seems like he's got to be an interesting guy. He's from Waukesha. Oh, Gay Newby. Guy Newby. Guy Newby. <laughs> Oops, sorry about that guy. <laughs> First thought it was Gary, but the, the, stand up if you would, gay uh, guy. Well, see, it looks like an A. You got a. Yeah, I didn't have my glasses yeah, on. Right. <clears throat> you got my glasses That's understandable. I call the cowboy a dancer and one Laramie, so everything happens to me. Uh, you're a house painter? Yes. Where do you paint your houses? In Waukesha? Uh, yeah, in the county, yeah. Milwaukee. All right, so Hitler started. Don't worry about it. He'll work your way out. Yeah, yeah, we will. And uh, do you actually know the answer to this? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I thought you did. How many, how many stitches does it take to sew a pair of 34 by 30 jeans? Yeah, I don't. Okay, well, I thought no, it was yeah. interesting, but maybe not. Because that happens to be my size. You were 34, 30? Uh, yes. Well, I wish we knew the answer to it. It kind of leaves us, <laughs> kind of leaves us hanging here, so I'll just let you sit at this point. But I know where to go to borrow pants anyway. All right, let's try this then, uh, Liza Keller. There she is. Did you write this, dear, or did someone set you up? He set you up. Okay, I won't. He said, when will I get a boyfriend? <laughs> Who is that guy? Your brother, okay. Well. <laughs> Forget about that, too. Then we go, uh, Hank uh, DeGroth. Why did I pick this? A former commodity trader from Grays Lake, Illinois. Can I guys get up again? The same people are just in my way here. I'm sorry. I didn't really. Was that a toe ring you got there? Yeah, nice. Very nice. I like that. Uh, they're wearing everything these days, aren't they? Where, Hank? Can I get you to come down here, Hank? Can I bring her too? <laughs> yeah, bring her too. Oh, I see. Oh, Hank. Hank is in Grays Lake, Illinois. He's a former commodity trader. 12 years in community theater. 17. 17, that's a seven. Right. Yes, right. Were you seven. in theater or theater? Theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little fancier than we have here. Uh, and your question, uh, Hank, is? Uh, would you let your daughter wear those pants? <laughs> <laughs> They're, I know that's not great for radio. But <laughs> well, how would you describe those, dear? <laughs> she wouldn't describe them at all. They got a lot of zippers and uh, chains. chains on them, and they're black, and they got apparently suspenders that are not being worn or something. <laughs> are those suspenders? You're not into the suspender thing, and they, they, uh, they are kind of not low slung, I would say. No, not really. No, but there's a lot of metal on them. That's <laughs> They're, they're cute, don't you think? She's cute. The pants are cute. She can't go wrong. Don't let them bug you, dear. You look fine. Yeah. Well, you know, mine goes out with her kishkas hanging out. She's wearing it, and her underwear coming up, and her kishkas are still hanging out. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you very much for bringing that up, though, because it's an important concern here. And, um, Finally, here's some news from uh, uh, Fox, uh, Fox Drive, Fox, Fox Lake. Is it? Is this Pauline? 
Molesky. Oh, that's the same. Pauline Molesky, it says here, has promised to give up her driver's license today. <laughs> Pauline, don't do it. Why give it up? I've gotten too old. I bet, yeah, you're still a good driver. Yes. He drives by feel. Yeah. He drives by feel is a good thing. <laughs> you don't have to see the road anymore. You've seen one road, you've seen them all pretty much. That's right. Care, care about none. Turn here, turn there, it's instinct. That's right. Yeah. You're only, you're only what, 96? That's right. Wow. Today. Today is her birthday. Pauline Molesky, it's your birthday. Where did you tend, used to tend bar? At uh, Stop In. The stop in? Uh-huh. Where is that? In Fox Lake. In Fox Lake? Uh-huh. Yeah, until you were what, 70, in your 70s. I was in my 70s. And then you just had had enough of that, I suppose. That's huh? right. All these drunks coming in. That's enough. Go figure. Drunks in a bar in Gray's Lake. That's good. That's, what are you going to do? You know, in Fox Lake, I mean, excuse me. Yeah, so, and uh, so you're 96 today, and uh, who's going to drive you if you're not driving? The two D girls. Do you trust their driving? Oh yes. <laughs> are they pretty sensible? Yes. Yeah. What, what are you gonna do with your vehicle? They parked it. <laughs> and they won't tell you where or what. <laughs> I, I think you ought to stay with it. Don't let them. At the hospital. <laughs> find the keys. Find the car and get behind the wheel because I think you're still fit for this, Pauline. I really do. We have something for your birthday. Jim, what do we have for Pauline's We're birthday? We're going to send uh, a cool collection of some Wisconsin wines from the Wallersheim Winery. And if you'd like we some... we got some wines for you for your birthday. Did you drink a little wine yet? Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Pauline. Very nice to meet you. Guys. 96. Don't give up the car, I say, though. They can't, you know. It's like, you know, you don't want to bother them. You just got to have your own wheels and just do, do what you do. We're going to play the What You Know quiz now. Before we can do that, no, we have to find the gentleman that, who has the four disclaimer circuit. I get you to come down here. Yes, unfold it. Come down here immediately. You've had a lot of time to work on this. That's no excuse now, okay? The What You Know quiz, as you know, is a general knowledge quiz. Generally, it's knowledge, but not all the time. The four disclaimers tell us who can and cannot participate in the quiz by law. You grab a mic No, this you just right one here. here, yeah. And you are? I'm Bob Tohalka. Bobby from here? Or? Yes. Well, Brown Deer. Brown Deer is good, okay. <laughs> Thirteen minutes to Brown Deer from here. <laughs> back away from me. Here, take take the mic. Here. Oh, all right. Okay. I don't have to shout there. No, but talk into it. I was prepared to shout. The four disclaimers. Number one, all questions used on what do you know have been painstakingly researched, although the answers have not. <laughs> Ambiguous, misleading, or poorly worded questions are par for the course. Listeners who are sticklers for the truth should get their own shows. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> boom, give me a ripsaw, bigger than a buzzsaw. Washington, Washington, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> On the last first. Okay, that's okay. It was good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Number three, persons employed by the Inter International House of Radio and or, 
or as member of stations. I went to school in Toronto. <laughs> are lucky to be working at all, let alone tying up the office phones trying to play the quiz. <laughs> Listeners who have won recently should sit on their hands and let someone else have a chance for a change. All opinions expressed on what do you know are well-reasoned and insightful. Needless to say, they are not those of the International House of Radio, its member stations, or lackeys. I want to say International House of Pancakes. You want to do it over again? You want to start from the top? Should I? Okay, number one. <laughs> no, we're you're down here. You're All down right. here, I believe. Okay, I'll start from the top of that one. Yeah. All opinions expressed on what do you know are well-reasoned and insightful. Needless to say, they are not those of the International House of Radio, <laughs> its member stations, or lackeys. Anyone who says otherwise is issuing for a fight. Well done. We can have that as a little souvenir. That's the least I can do. Let's see the hands of those of you who want to try the math the quiz. A chance for you to win fabulous prizes simply for knowing what you know and being who you are. And uh, I got to meet this guy here. I got to meet him. I got to meet him. I don't know why, but I got to meet him. He knows how to dress. He knows how to live. Uh, there's something about the cut of his sails. How are you? Good, how are you? I had to meet you. Thank you. I don't know why. There's something about you. You get Hi. that a lot? Yeah. You gotta meet him. You wanna meet him? Sure. Here, meet him. Uh, All right. Okay. John. John. Okay. I'll go sit down. Oh, okay. Okay. Go to go to your seat. Uh, you got here a little late. John, is it? Yes. What's, what's your last name, John? Oster. John Oster. Yes. That, why is that a familiar name? I don't know. You got a blender? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's it. What do you do, John? I'm in manufacturing. What do you manufacture? Uh, not blenders. <laughs> no, we make. Uh, I work for a company that makes uh, timers, relays, and uh, dispenser valves. Well, those are important too. Yes. Don't kid yourself. John, give me one good reason why you should play this quiz. Because you want me to. You gotta admire that sense of confidence that comes from John Oster. Walk this way, John. Opre vous. Hey, John. John Oster, he dressed for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Your chili pepper, your hot pepper shirt. It's my hot shirt, yeah. Yeah. Are you into chili peppers and hot things? And yeah, sort of. Yeah, do you make your own salsas and sauces? Uh, no, and no. No? No. You don't know. You just make those relays and... Yeah. What do those things go into? All sorts of fun things, but I'm not really quite sure. <laughs> That's not your end of the operation. Yeah, no, I just, I just make sure everybody gets the parts. Yeah. And then you don't care where they go. Well, I kind of do because then, you know, the, if the customers get them, then I get my paycheck and yeah. then I have money to go do things. And, uh, these, but you don't know what these parts actually form when they're put into the actual machinery? That's correct. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> How long have you been doing this, John? About three years. Three years? Anywhere along the way you're curious as to what they end up? Eh, a little bit every now and again. Because they could be of strategic value or something. They go into <laughs> weapons, perhaps. Uh, I don't think so. Well, a relay switch could, certainly. Well, yeah, that's true. I yeah. And what's the other thing you said? There's a, a relay... Dispenser, dispenser valves. I do, I do know that they go... They, uh, I do know that they go into uh, coffee makers. Okay. I know, I know Bun is one of our customers. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And what's the other thing? Sol solenoids. Solenoids yeah. and relay switches, though. That's kind of curious. Yeah. Do you have to go through a background check to... Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay. Good thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good thing. Yeah. 
Plus the testing, you know, who needs that? Really? Yeah, talk, yeah. talk about your dispensing <laughs> valves. You know, yeah. you really don't need that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Where is this plant uh, in Milwaukee or? Yes, it is. It's near, actually, right across the street from uh, Forest Home Cemeteries. Okay. I, I know where that is actually. And what's the plant called? Uh, Deltrol Controls. Yeah. Were you in Controls? Is it? It's a big rival of Johnson Controls, isn't it? Uh, no, I don't. Different think so. Controls. Yeah, total different Controls. Yeah. Johnson and Deltrol are totally different. Yeah. Total. And then uh, you, uh, you've been there three years before that. Were you in controls as well? or? Uh, no, no, I was. Controls? It was an, um, uh, another manufacturing job uh, that made bushings. Bushings are good, too. Yeah. Those, yeah. those went into, uh, I know we did a lot of drilling, uh, a lot of car parts, <laughs> whatever. You don't care. You do your job. You're there I, to do that's, a job. That, that's what I'm there to do. You do just, it well. Yeah. You do it well. You collect your paycheck, and then uh, you're out of there, yeah. basically. If it's a bushing or a dispensing valve. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's a quality thing. You want the quality to be in it. Uh, yeah, it yeah. I know. Out. I know. The, I know the quality's there. Yeah, because otherwise you hear about it. It's not yeah. from, but you don't know exactly why it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or where it would be after that. So that's a good thing. And did you go to school here in Milwaukee? Where'd yes, you, I did. Where'd you go to school? I went to uh, Pius High. Pius. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. The fighting popes. Yes. Pious popes. Yes. Yeah. The pious popes. And the Lady Popes. And the Lady Popes as well, yes. Yeah. Can you get me a Lady Popes t-shirt? I've always, that's the one thing I've always wanted in life. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, yeah, I don't know how that works. I, yeah. <laughs> the Lady Popes, I would love to have a t-shirt. If you can somehow arrange it for me. I'll, I'll do what I can. You go, have you done the reunion thing yet? Uh, not yet, no. No. Great. You're, not, you're out of school, what, maybe 15 years? Uh, yeah, that's about right, 15 yeah. years, yeah. So the big 20th is coming up. Are you going to go? I probably will. Yeah. You still see the guys you went to school? Every with? once in a while, keep running to you know one of the guys, yeah. call them. Yeah. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Someone out there is going to call in and play along with you in the quiz. You familiar how this works? And this is uh, here are yep. the questions. Yeah, there are the questions. Yeah, they're in a little recipe box, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I thought there was recipes. How does someone get to play along with John? They should pick up the telephone Jim? and they should dial uh, either 414-227-2050 or 800 486-8655. 800-486-8655. Okay, here's the question. It's a current events question, and uh, it follows. Uh, what's the big deal about sledding in Calvary Cemetery? <laughs> uh, apparently it's made the news here. You want to know, it seems like a normal thing to do mm -hmm. in a cemetery. And uh, that's the question. Let's go to the phones right now. Uh, Dan's on the line from Tucson, Arizona. Should have this. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I've got to know what's going on with sledding in Calgary. Yeah. Calvary. Okay. Calvary okay. Cemetery. It's here. Not Calgary. That would make a little more sense, actually. It's in Calvary a Cemetery here in Milwaukee. It made the news uh, recently, uh, and of course you probably saw it nationally. Dan, any idea why? <laughs> uh, can't help you. I'm, I'm lost. Okay. Um, they were sledding on tombstones. Uh, no, they got stopped by one, apparently, though. That was <laughs> part of the problem. Uh, thanks, though, Dan. Sorry about that. We've got Annie on the line from uh, Traverse City, Michigan, a little closer. Uh, Annie, did you read about this? Um, no, I didn't. I don't get the paper. Want to take a guess? <laughs> well, I think that somebody ran into a tombstone and sued the city. Not exactly. Not exactly. Yeah, but okay. thanks, Annie. It was my, a good my try. My mom and dad honeymooned in Milwaukee, by the way. Oh, okay. 1946. Well, okay. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Uh, Lisa's in Milwaukee. Lisa, what's the big deal about the sledding in uh, Calvary uh, Cemetery? Well, some of Milwaukee's finest were caught um, sledding in the middle of the night, and one of them got hurt. And another one of the cops made up a story about it to try to keep them from getting into trouble. That's it, Sledgate. It's rocking the city now. Lisa, congratulations. You qualify with that answer. 
Lisa, what do you do in life as we know it? I work for the city of Milwaukee. Oh, you do? Oh. <laughs> Doesn't everybody, though, really, when you think about it? What, what do you do for them? Um, I work for the engineering, the environmental engineering department as a drafter. Oh, you do? Environmental engineering? What does that uh, department do exactly? That would be sewers. Sewers! Oh! So you monitor the socialists uh, who come out of the sewers. Then. <laughs> Lisa, this is John. Hi, Hi. Lisa. Hi, John. He will be right. your partner now. Great. And uh, <laughs> so the two of you will collaborate on this. We're about out of time this first hour here, Jim, aren't we? We'll pick a category. We can, we can do that. You want to tell us what they are then, Current Jim. events, people, places, school, science, odds and ends. Lisa, you pick that category. I'd like science, please. Science, okay. Here's the question you're going to think about here for a minute, huh, Jim? Yep. Okay. Uh, Bradford Beach only exceeds, you know, they say that, that it's polluted, but uh, Bradford Beach here in Milwaukee only exceeds the acceptable E. coli levels 27%. 44% or 66 and two-thirds percent of the time. Oh, geez. I want you guys to think about this. It's a weighty thing, and you do measuring devices. Michael's so Game Good CD and books can be found at NotMuch.com, which is engineered by Tams and Media and hosted by Burby, putting the E in business. More information about web hosting from Burby available online at berbee.com. Michael Feldman's What Do You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, producer international. This is PRI, Public Radio International. From the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tulin at the piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, Clyde Stubblefield on drums, and I'm Jim Packard. In this hour of What Do You Know, more of the What Do You Know quiz. Milwaukee Journal Central columnist Jim Stingle, Robin Plower and Mrs. Fun, and John Haquez and Chef Marianne Hurrah from the Gaucho Grill. Support for What Do You Know comes from PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Now. The man called a leading exponent of the Milwaukee School, Michael Feldman. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're here in the What Do You Know uh, quiz. Actually, this is our first quiz. We got a little bit delayed here because things came up. You know, they often do. But uh, John is here. Hello. Uh, and he's in uh, relay valves and dispenser uh, valves and devices. He doesn't know why or what they do. And uh, <laughs> uh, Lisa works for the city, but go figure. I'm in Milwaukee here. Lisa, are you still with us? Yes, I am. That's great. So two of you collaborate on this. The question, as you heard, was, uh, did you ask science? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I did. I did science, I guess. The science of Bradford Beach. Uh, it actually only uh, exceeds acceptable E. coli levels 27%, 44%, or 66 and two-thirds percent of the time. What do you think? I think it's 27%. I, I would agree with Lisa on that one. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. Even McKinley Beach is 40%. It's 44% of the time. Uh, Lisa, come yeah. on. You were yeah. worth the city. Come on. You should know but this. But that mostly is Chicago's fault. Oh, that, well, okay. that's the, well, that's the back. to the guys on the oh, south. That's the backwash. We get their backwash. Don't worry about that. That's, that's right. only... Uh, no right and one wrong. Okay, don't worry about that. That's just a minor setback. What's left there? Current John? events, people, places, school, odds and ends. John? I say current events. Current events, he says. Perhaps trying to lure the brewers out of Milwaukee, which suburb or nearby city is building a state-of-the-art baseball park? Ooh. Is it Glendale, Delafield, or Ernie von, Ernie von Schladhorn, Main Street in Menominee Falls? <laughs> I think it's Delafield, Lisa. I, did, I think I saw this in the, in the paper uh, the other day. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think they even have room for one in Glendale. So I'll yeah. agree with you. Yes, Delafield. Possibly the Delafield Brewers. I don't know. It's possible. One right, one wrong. All right. So that evens things up. What's left there, Jim? People, places, school, odds and ends. Lisa? Uh, let's try school. School, okay. Spell Kinnikinnick. <laughs> and quick. K-I-N-N-I-C, K-I-N-N-I-C. Whoa, she's good. I got to go with her on that one. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> That's why she's working for the city. <laughs> this, that must come up in the course of duty quite a few times, I suppose, right? Can I connect? Actually, it did in a previous job that I had. Okay, so you're in charge of something else. That's pretty good. That's uh, right. Two right, one wrong. I, I was impressed with that. What's left there, Jim? People, places, odds and ends. We'll try people. People, kind of survey results. Are Milwaukee men more likely to shave their backs or their fronts? Well, I'd have to say, judging by one night on a bar last night. Got a little going on here, I, gotta, don't I, you? I, I would have to say backs. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I saw one at a bar last night who probably could have shaved his back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's close, but I'm afraid actually it's fronts. Nine, oh. Oh. 9% to 8%. It's still, uh, mostly they shave their, well, no, this can't be right. <laughs> They're privates? No. No. We don't even talk about no. that here. 16% no, no. are shaving those? That's unbelievable. Uh, ears and nose, 56%. Uh, 9% fronts, 8% backs. So it's harder to get around the back is the main problem that I've found. Uh, Jim? Too right, too wrong. So this will decide it then, won't it? Yes, it will. What's left there, Jim? Places or odds and ends? Places or odds and ends. Lisa? I'll take odds and ends. Odds and ends could be anything. Let's see if it is. Yes, it is. Patton, MacArthur, or Wolfowitz? Call Milwaukee, or called Milwaukee, their hometown. That would be MacArthur. MacArthur. Because there's I, MacArthur Square downtown. I would agree. Yes, it's true. MacArthur said, even though it wasn't true, he called Milwaukee his hometown. Congratulations, you won the quiz. Jim, what have you won? Well, Lisa, you're going to be heading down I-94 toward Kenosha to pick up some rich-tasting cheeses, delicately spiced, slow-smoked sausage, and naturally good Wisconsin-made condiments, or perhaps a Nooski spiral-sliced glazed ham with a gift certificate from the famous Mars Cheese Castle. And on the way, stop off in Racine to pick up a couple of renowned original Danish Kringles from the O&H Danish Bakery. John, you've won the incredible Boca Burger Barbecue Bundle. You can enjoy the summer cookout with a grill, apron, mitts, and free Boca meatless burgers. So delicious and 50% less fat than ground beef hamburgers. Boca, the taste will change you. And return here to the Paps Theater next month for a September 18th matinee performance of scintillating music and political satire by the Capitol Steps from the Paps Theater. And each of you can be eternally cooler by the lake with a home version of What Do You Know? The Party Game featuring that dapper host, two cunning contestants, enthusiastic audience members, and the official Michael Feldman bobblehead. It's from Out of the Box Publishing. Congratulations right. to you. Great of you, John. Thanks for playing the quiz. You did a great job. Nice to meet you. Um, okay. Hang on, Lisa. Okay, Make sure you get all that stuff. We'll be in Mankato, Minnesota on the 18th of September for live broadcast. You can call KMSU at 507-389-5678 or visit kmsu.org for more information. I'm very pleased to introduce our next guest here, singing guest. Known her for many years and lusted after in my heart that entire time. Would you welcome, please, with Mrs. Fun, Robin Plore. Thank you, Michael. Missy?
Toujours, toujours. You can say that again. Alors, toodalore. Don't kid yourself, she's from Muskego. 
Actually, near the zoo. I grew up near the zoo. Near the zoo, but still. <laughs> Long way from, you know, Paris, but don't. Yes, yes. Still, that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, thank you. Uh, when are you going to take off your hat for me? Not, not right now. No, no, no. <laughs> someday. All these years, all these hats, and she's never taken it off for me once. <laughs> It's going to happen someday. Mrs. Fun, uh, who are Mrs. Fun? Yes, who Mrs. Is Fun, Mrs. Fun? Uh, Connie Grauer on the piano. Yes. They're wonderful. And Kim Zick on the drums. Yeah, they're great. Yes. Is there a new Plur CD or uh, some musical vehicle which we can yes, see or buy Yes, there is, yes. Uh, there's a new French CD called Meli Melo, which means kind of a jumble, kind of a chaotic kind of... Uh, Melange of different kinds. A melange, of a toi. A melange. That's what I'm <laughs> oh, a melange. That's a dessert or something. Anyway, yes, uh, that is new. Uh, Mrs. Fun, they have many, many CDs. Uh, we also have a French CD that we did a couple years ago called Les Chansons de Crépuscule. Yeah. And also, uh, I did a song with Peter Buffett, a Milwaukeean. Oh. Well, he's not from a Milwaukee uh, originally, yeah. but uh, it's, a song, it's, a, it's a song called Come On Boy, and that's on a compilation that Peter Buffett put out called Songs from an East Side yep. Attic. You got a website or something where people can get this stuff? Yes, I do. Yeah. I have a website, www.robinfluer.com, and right. they do as well, mrsfun.com. All right. Yes. Give us another one, would you please? All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, La Vie en Rose. Could we do La Vie en Rose? We had a, we had a couple requests for this song, and um, it's a song that I love. Uh, I've been singing it for a few years now. It's a song that was written by Louis Guy and Edith Piaf. Des yeux qui font baisser les miens, un rire qui s'aperçoit sur sa bouche. Voilà le portrait sans retouche de l'amour j'appartiens. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle tout bas. Je vois la vie en rose. i 
Robin Plur and Mrs. Fun. Look at the goosebumps I got. It's all standing up there. Look at that. Oh, she's special. You know, she's singing these songs, and I'm sitting right here, and she never makes the association, you know? <laughs> How many years is it going to take? Just <laughs> <Je> sweet. <laughs> Feldman. Robin Plur and Mrs. Fun. That was great. Jim Stingle writes for the uh, journal uh, Sentinel, or, or as they call it for short, the genital. Uh, <laughs> the uh, great Milwaukee newspaper. His beat is Milwaukee. We are in Milwaukee. Let's talk about his beat. And here's Jim Stingle, ladies and gentlemen. I guess we've got to start with... Sledgate. Yeah. <laughs> now, in, this, in a lot of cities, it's, it's a tribute to Milwaukee in a way, isn't it? Because this would make, be a scandal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In a lot of places, it would be just, it wouldn't even exist. Yeah, for me, it's a column. I mean, it's, uh, you, you, wait, you wait around for stories like this, you know, and it's like, it's a scandal. No one's dead, so you can take any tone you want. And yeah. uh, I, I only wish that, you know, your caller from Tucson that, that said, you know, I only wish I'd use this line, the cops thought they were at Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one, huh? <laughs> but everyone does that there. What's the big deal? Sledding, there's some hills, nice hills there. Well, that's right. You know, and they yep. were, it was third shift, and it was quiet, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I, I did have a couple. After that, I, did, I wrote a column about this last week, and after the column appeared, I did have a few people call to defend the police and said, 
it gets pretty quiet on third shift, and yeah. shouldn't, and they really they were serious. Then shouldn't they were also bowling on duty? You may know that. Oh, like really? Well, that's this is in our old neighborhood. I grew up on the north side as they, well. Where'd you Milwaukee, grow up? Uh, near 66th and Capitol, actually. Oh, although I grew up on, uh, I was born 35th and North, and then oh, I lived in the Sherman Park area a couple times. And yeah. I think that was maybe the old Regent Lanes on North Avenue. That's where, where they were they bowling. Were. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's it's closed down now, but that didn't stop them. But, you know, they used to go to the taverns on their, on their lunch break, you know, in Milwaukee. That was well established. And all the garbage men would be there with their trucks in a big circle around the lot, you know. And yeah, yeah, that's right. It wasn't just O'Brien's or wherever they go now, you know. It was, it was everywhere. Right. Every now and then TV during sweeps month will rediscover the garbage trucks yeah. parked outside. Yeah, the part of this guy is a big yellow truck. I know they still <laughs> yellow. I don't know. They just, oh, yes. Uh, they still have. They still say pride in still? Milwaukee. Pride builds so. Milwaukee. I think they do. That's yeah. a wonderful thing. High standards start so here. The only, the, it's like Watergate, though, with this thing, basically, was the cover-up. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That these guys then, uh, the police then uh, made it look like there was uh, a crime that had, uh, was in progress and that this officer did, did who actually ran into a, a gravestone he had, did, yeah. right, yeah. had uh, <laughs> fallen down chasing a non-existent suspect. Right. At Steuben Junior High School, my old junior well, high school. Right. Yeah, that was the, it's uh, now middle school or something. That's where the perp supposedly was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so if you wouldn't have done that, then we could have understood, I think. Because we're forgiving. Oh, sure. Sure. And these were Harley Davidson sleds they were using. These were like electroglide sleds, so they were kept it. Really? No, no not really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I believed you for a minute there. <laughs> I have to say, oh, not really, about four times oh, each, okay. each one of my columns. So. Now, you, you did a column on the, on the Kerry visit uh, here. Uh, the, were, were they goons? Uh, I thought so. Yeah. Yes. They're not just regular guys down there fooling around on their boats? No, I thought they were disrupting what he had to say and, yeah. uh, it, you know, constantly the entire time. I thought the word goon applied. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah. He took he took some flack for for saying that. Oh, oh go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Applaud goons, if you will. Did you talk with any of the guys who were involved in that, or any of the goons? Did you meet them? Uh, no, I was I was pretty far from the goons. I was, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, knowing what a huge story it became, I wish I would have gone over to Goonville, you yeah. know, and uh, <laughs> met a few. Yeah. And uh, and typically in Milwaukee too, the the Kerry visit. One guy wrote in the newspaper saying uh, about his bike ride criticizing John Kerry for taking a bike ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was expensive ride really necessary? <laughs> he said he watched him as he took his ride from the Hilton Hotel down along the lake or whatever, 15 minutes, and it was escorted by two dozen Milwaukee police, motorcycle officers, two Secret Service war wagons, and several other vehicles, and he's trying to tabulate press, how much yeah. that, that cost. Yeah, but that he should have gone down to the hotel uh, <laughs> treadmill, I think, was the point. <laughs> saved us all some tax money. Yeah, seems like a Milwaukee reaction. Oh, we're frugal. We're, I mean, yes. that's one of our hallmarks here. We're yeah. frugal in Milwaukee. So I think that'll be held against him in, in the November election? Uh, possibly. Yeah, wasn't the worst thing, probably. <laughs> Good the, un the undecideds may not go for that. Yeah. Ha has Bush-Cheney team been here? Uh, not, you know... Are they giving uh, up on Milwaukee? The, yeah, the city of Milwaukee, they don't see... They always seem to skirt around the outskirts and they stay away from the city for some reason. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly his uh, strongest uh, part of the state. But he did make a big mistake with the Leon's custard. Uh, well, Kerry, yeah, Kerry, yeah. Kerry got up there and I was, I was sort of uh, tweaking him a little in this column. Kerry, yeah. got, Kerry got up there and made it sound like he just absolutely could not leave town without having a custard double cone at Leon's and uh, some ribs over at uh, Speed Queen. And so I just, uh, so my column didn't run until two days after the appearance, so I needed something that hadn't been said before, so I just called those two places to see if he had shown up. And, and he didn't. He had not. And then I called the Kerry campaign because I thought maybe they had sent someone over on his behalf and brought it back to the hotel. And <laughs> as much as they wanted to tell me that they had, they, they said no, that they had not. He had consumed, and then he ended up at Pieces of Aid having filet mignon that night. So. Oh, well, that figures. Thus, uh, <laughs> 
See, Clinton would have never passed up a Leon's costume. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would be right, late for the rest of his right. day as, as yeah, far as getting some. Right back, he had one of those punch cards, I think. Every, <laughs> he still got it. Every right, tenth one, yeah. It's yeah. Now, this, this one, speaking of, of, of cemeteries, this is, I think, one of your finest columns. Uh, R.I.P. doesn't mean rest in P. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was only half a column, actually. I devoted yeah. an entire half a column to that topic. That's true. You ran out of stuff on there, basically. But there was a segue to, to <laughs> I something. did run out in the middle, you're right. Yeah, the zoo elephant do. Uh, but this is an, uh, another concern of Milwaukeeans, I guess. I was surprised to see the word P in the headline. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised uh, I even said it. But, uh, yeah, this was, this was someone who had called me and said that they were, uh, they, she, she had driven by Holy Cross Cemetery uh, and seen uh, a woman walking her dog, and the dog is routinely uh, peeing on people's gravestones. And, yeah. and offended her, and uh, I thought, well, let's get to the bottom of this. You know, yeah. really, really, you can, you, can, you, you can get a cemetery column about really once a week, I think. In fact, I did one a while back that Jane Mansfield's dog is buried here. Very few people know that. No, really? In Milwaukee? Jane Mansfield's dog died during an appearance she made here, and she was staying at the Pfister Hotel, and uh, yeah. where it turned out that she left without paying her bill. Apparently, things oh. were not going so well. Oh. And she also stiffed the cemetery. They did not, uh, no pun intended, they oh. had not... Um, <laughs> They had not, uh, they buried her dog. It's over on the southwest side, and there's a little stone. You can go see it yourself. Where, aren't, where would we go? I mean, it, oh, I forget. No, I should know. It sounds yeah. like, uh, yeah, maybe one of your listeners can Okay, know. well, this is good. And this one was just about the dog stuff, and did you, uh, what did you determine in that column? In, two, um, in yeah, two-thirds of a column? Yeah, that that was, uh, that apparently you can, a lot of cemeteries allow you to walk dogs, but they do, they'd rather that you stay away from the stones when you do it, because yeah. once the dog starts to lift, you know, you're not going to stop it. Yeah. No, and it's, it's hard for a dog to resist anything sticking out of the ground. Like <laughs> yeah. an object. Hydrants, stones, they all look kind of alike. Yeah. You get an AARP? They send oh, yeah. you stuff? Oh, you fished a lot of my columns. I trash. The, uh, you know, they send, they send, when did you turn 50? Yeah, I, yeah recently. Yes. Yeah, That's, fairly recently? Yeah, this summer. You trash all of them as soon as they come? <laughs> Thank you. I don't care about the drug discounts, really. You know, <laughs> just, just stop writing me is what I think. Yeah, but this was the first time they'd written. I'm told that there are many other letters on the way now. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, it seems a little early. I don't know. So do you, Although do you, the discounts are tempting. I haven't even opened them, but I, they tell me there's stuff in there that's... Uh, yes. Jim, Jim uses his, don't you, Jim? I don't belong. You don't belong? No, I... Well, you do the senior discount thing, though, don't you? Oh, it'd be nice, but I've got other discounts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it. He doesn't want to admit it. You don't uh, uh, do necessarily political columns but not as uh, much i mean you notice yeah. my john Kerry column was about where he ate yeah so yes. yeah it's like this gary george thing and all that stuff you, you yeah. cover that right the, uh, the gary george thing not as much yeah. um although it does seem like with every one of our guys like gary george that goes off to prison or whatever we're yeah. just running out of characters in this town really yeah yeah, really, who's left? Oh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to think of the characters. I mean, even someone like Bo Black, who ran our Summerfest, yeah. is, is away from the scene. And, um, you know, we, Crazy Jim from Crazy Jim's Demo Derby is even dead, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, Captain you know, Jack. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I mean, Ben Barkin and Al McGuire and uh, so many of our uh, characters. We need new characters. We need new characters if anyone wants to apply. Yeah. <laughs> I think John, who was up here for the quiz. Maybe, maybe I'm forgetting who working they are. Working on him. I yeah, maybe I'm good. forgetting who they are. You know? Yeah. We didn't need to turn up yet. Yeah, John Gerda. Yeah, right. John Gerda is our new character. Yeah. No, I mean the guy who's on the quiz, actually. John's oh, yeah, good. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah. He's got to be a little wackier if he's yeah. going to be, you know, like a character. I, I still don't know what a dispenser valve is. I love it, though. Yeah. But they, they, they did say in your newspaper something that there, uh, there's a witnesses at sentencing hearing paint a picture of two Gary Georges. So I figure there's two Gary Georges, a Gary and there's a George. That's right. And the Gary was the good guy and the George 
really. That's right, and we don't know quite which way it is. He, yeah. had a, he had a campaign sign a couple of years ago that said, elect George Gary, and uh, <laughs> no one quite knew if he was just playing with us or if somebody <laughs> really didn't know. Yeah. Well, we didn't elect him anyway. So. It's, un it's unfortunate, <laughs> actually. That was for governor. Yeah. Uh, blowing up the, uh, the stray, so we talk about the terror things going on, and Racine, I guess, is the closest that uh, we came to that. that that's right, right. Yeah. So the police, right, the police are not just sledding. They're, uh, in Racine anyway, they, they blew up a typewriter the other day thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a they resented that people could nice probably write things on it. It's guys like you, it, it wasn't your right. typewriter, was it? That's right, it's mightier, mightier than the sword. Yeah, uh, yeah they blew it up. Uh, and you know, you can't blame the police. We live in, we live in uh, tense times mm -hmm. and someone, someone called and they saw the, uh, it was funny too because the typewriter was in probably what was a fairly traditional typewriter case. It was plastic, sort of the size of a briefcase. And two of the police uh, officers, probably young, were quoted in the police report as saying they had no idea what this could be. <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah, they know, the they know what it is now, but it's in 500 pieces. The Kenosha County Sheriff's Department, Sergeant Horace Staples. Nowadays, you just can't take a chance. You just never know what you'll find inside of them. <laughs> I guess that's, and what about bowling bags? That would be. Oh, yeah. I, st I actually own a bowling bag. Yeah. I, and it has, this, it has a towel in it from the very same bowling alley where the police are bowling on duty. Yeah. And my parents used to bowl there when I was a kid. And this is in the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> this is a good one. The plastic case containing the typewriter, which was sitting near a light pole in the Home Depot parking lot, was reported to workers at the store by a man with, quote, a heavy Middle Eastern accent, <laughs> according to the police report of the incident. I'm guessing that had him thinking bomb. That was you speaking. So that, that sort of thing does happen. Now. Uh, finish this phrase to protect N2. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's the police uh, sledding yeah. column. Again. That's the same, uh, yeah. Well, the, ch the chief has uh, vowed to get to the bottom of it, which is exactly what the officers are trying to do. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Sorry, sometimes a line, you know, come to you after the column runs, and then you got to use it on somebody. <laughs> they still ticket for jaywalking in uh, Milwaukee? Yes, in fact, I think they've just uh, started doing that again. I think the uh, number of fatalities, uh, pedestrian fatalities here, grew, grew uh, uncomfortably high. Really? And uh, the Milwaukeeans cannot cross the street. Is that why? Police. Is there something about Milwaukee? That well, we're, you know, we we do. There was a time. I don't think it's quite so much anymore. We would stand on very cold street corners and wait for that walk sign. Oh yeah, downtown, That's because right. they had the they could legally beat you with their sticks. That's right. And then give you a ticket. Besides, <laughs> I mean, it was like a double whammy. Those big cops they used to have with the ear flaps. Yes, they're still out there. Yeah, they're still out there. They still have the ear flaps. Those yes. guys are scary. <laughs> those Cycle are the, cops. Those are the Briar days now. Yeah, you should see them on sleds, though. You put those big guys on sleds. Yeah. <laughs> they really go, man. I mean, if you get some mass on a sled, that thing will really go. But now there's the, no Harold Breyer anymore. We have a, a, a female uh, police chief. Sure, I get right, and she's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, but we're down one character with Harold Breyer being long gone, but yeah. Nan, Nan Haggerty, our chief, is excellent. Yeah. And she actually uh, has people that will actually speak to the press now, so it's nice. We, we, we like her a lot. Yeah. They're cracking down on uh, that, cracking down on prostitution, I guess, as well. Yes. And uh, they said, uh, the, uh, there is some, they issued some comment, they said that the next uh, prostitute you solicit may be a police officer. And it turned out it was. There was some cop who was arrested for being with a prostitute. Did you see yeah. that one? You, yeah. didn't do, you, didn't do a, you didn't do a column on that one, though, no, did you? No, I, I missed that one. That you stay away from that kind of stuff? <laughs> prostitution, I did actually do. I did one, I think, on the prostitution sweeps. Yeah. But, um, Opposed to them? Uh, no, I'm in favor of them, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, if I, you, you don't want to be living in a neighborhood where this is going on. No, you don't. On the other hand, if they had neighborhoods just set aside for it. Well, that's what I think John was making that point. They used to, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he said he was calling for a return to that, wasn't I he? I think he might have, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
He didn't say where exactly. Or that the mayor that he occasionally consults with was calling for a return. Never mind. Yeah. And this, uh, this deal up some fun tradition with sheep's head. This thing here. What is that about? I, uh, there's a fellow here in town named Bob Strupp who yep. wrote the book on sheep's head. He's yep. also an ex-fishing buddy of my dad's going way back. Yeah. And he wrote a book called How to, Win F How to Play Winning Five-Handed Sheep's Head. And, of course, that's the Milwaukee game. And, uh, Do you play? I just, I just, oh, yeah, I play. I've been playing since I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, so one day I went to, uh, I called him up and I invited myself over to his Thursday afternoon game. And I played with the master and I wrote a column about it. Yeah, well, that's cool. I like that. My dad's game, they, they played Pinochle. Yeah, now that I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, that's a Jewish thing. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there a, you go. there's the ethnic thing. And the Jews My had their, their Pinochle. Uh, the, other, the other people have their sheep's head or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the women played Kaluki. <laughs> or something called hearts. I don't know what that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think here they play euchre too, which I think euchre. is similar. That's a cousin of sheep's head, I think, right? Yeah, sheep's head's a cousin there. What's what's uh, people must barrage you with column ideas and say that you got to write a column about this. Mm -hmm. What what typically do they? Sometimes they're sometimes they're pretty good. I mean, yeah. uh, other times you know they fall. Sometimes they fall into categories. You know, write about my grandmother who's turning 100 or that no. type of thing, but no. sometimes they fall into those categories. Other times, they're, sometimes they're, they're very simple, too. Some of them will say, you should drive this place, buy this place, because it really stinks. <laughs> did and you, then, and did you go? I mean, and they mean physically. They mean that no. uh, there's a place in town that really smells bad, and yeah. I should drive by. Did you? And then maybe there's a column there. Uh, I actually did one time. It was a Southside restaurant that when you're sitting there, you can't believe how bad it smells in the restaurant. And I think it was like, you know, a, a, a country kitchen or a Denny's or something. Oh, right. I, actually, okay. I actually went thinking, you know, you never know where the next, you know, Pulitzer Prize is hiding, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, it, seemed, it seemed fine, so there was just no column, and I'd wasted an hour. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, David, it's, great, it's great, David. It's, it's a great town to write into, isn't it? Oh, yeah. This, this is your hometown. Town to write in. Yeah, call yeah. me with any of your ideas. Call him. <laughs> if something stinks, you know the man to call. Yes. Jim, <laughs> Jim Stingle. Thanks, Jim. Great to talk with you. Great. Jim Stingle, ladies and gentlemen, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Father Ken, pal and neighbor of this guy, Strupp. Fisherman's Sheep's Head Group. Still meets every month, deals a month. Very cool. Like that kind of thing. Jim Stengel from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, once again, would you welcome? Actually, they've been here the whole time. Our band, John, Jeff, and Clyde.
Sports.com. You're listening to Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from PRI, Public Radio International. A Lady Pope's T-shirt. I love it. Pete Yeager brought this in from Pius. He works over at Pius there. And a Lady Pope's T-shirt. This is a dream come true. Now, I can just get Robin to take off her hat, and I got this T-shirt. It would be my life would be made for me. I'm gonna go to the audience and say hello to a few people. We're gonna get some here for the What Do You Know quiz. I didn't have a chance to go through your cards here. I've been too busy doing uh, my accounting there. Hi, how are you doing? Excellent. Nice to see you. You are? James Burnett. James, are you from here or where? I live and work here for six years now. I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Virginia Beach. Big transition from Virginia. You want to stand up? Say hello. Big transition from Virginia Beach to Milwaukee. Yeah, it was. It was uh, really cold when I got here. So. <laughs> Have you gotten used to it? How long have you been here? Six years now. Six years, and you still haven't gotten used to it? No, oh, I am. Yeah. Big coat, gloves, hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just for swimming, right? <laughs> and what, what field are you in? I'm a reporter also. Uh, yeah. Jim Stingle is one of my colleagues at the Journal Center. What's your beat? Um, entertainment, lifestyles. Entertainment? Yeah. I have a lifestyle. <laughs> I do, you know, I can do an entertainment lifestyle thing. I got a lot of interesting things about me and my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, I'm noticing. I actually have a lifestyle, it's the only thing. Well, we can work on that. Yeah. Well, no, you reach a certain age, you no longer have a lifestyle. You're lucky to have a life, you know. Yeah. You're scaring me now, so. Okay, well, all right. Well, I'm just trying to talk this up. Think about it, though, is what I'm saying. <laughs> nice to have you here. Thank you very much. Virginia Beach is a lot like Milwaukee, actually. It's just a different body of water. I've been there. Very nice. Hi, how are you? What? Hi, what? Was Hi, what? No, I mean, hi, hello, I mean, but... Was there something else? Yeah. Oh. What? What? <laughs> what? Don't go away. Okay. Why? I had a question for you. Okay, sure, well, sure. You never answered it. What was it? I said if you were in the Olympic Games today, oh, yeah. what sport would you be playing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that question. Thank you very much for asking that one. <laughs> I don't really have a sport or a lifestyle. Yeah. John is waving the flag. John would have been a flag bearer in the ceremony, though, and I think something along those lines is what I was thinking of. We're, you know, we're going to play another round of the What Do You Know quiz because I know that some of you didn't get a chance the first time and you're anxious to right now because you're thinking, why not a young person? Look at there is a young person up there. Dear, can I get you to come down here in the, in the back row here? You know, this, that young person here, this, this, this girl, yes, yes, dear, you come down here. Come this way. Come this way. Go through all those people. I'm down here. How many young people actually do we get in the what do you know demographic? Probably one or two, or, and she's one of them. You're half of them. This, is this an important thing for you? It, seems it, like. it really is, yeah. yes. And, uh, Especially that you're calling me a young person. <laughs> you know, did you know you have a piercing right below your lip? I do, I, I had it put there. Okay, okay that's intentional, okay. <laughs> I thought you were eating and maybe something got stuck. No. And, uh, you are? I'm Elizabeth Jacobs. Elizabeth, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, are you in school? Are you working? Um, I, I'm visiting Milwaukee. I'm visiting my hometown right now, so I'm really excited. You're from Milwaukee. I'm from Milwaukee. And you went to? I've been in Portland for six years, Portland, Oregon. Okay, and you're back. Mm-hmm, yeah. Elizabeth, give me one good reason why you should play this quick. I brought my own water. She brought her own water. <laughs> She's with the Green Party, you can tell. Come on down here if you would. Walk this way, Elizabeth. Well, don't walk this way. 
You can do it better, I'm sure. If you would ascend to the what do you know stage, and I will attempt to do the same. I got a Lady Pope's t-shirt. I'm so excited I know. About that's it. a speedy delivery. Isn't that exciting? How did that happen? Somebody was actually listening. Amazing. I'm active. I'm taking that home. I'm making sure I go home. Do I get to put these on? That if you want. Cool. You know, I don't know if it goes with the rest of your outfit. You <laughs> that's just if you want to hear what's going on. Uh, or oh, if you have some is there stuff going, secret stuff going on? Yes, there is. A air, you can hear air, aircraft landing and that sort of thing. Yeah. Please call. Oh, that's the interesting. Please sledding calls, that sort of thing. <laughs> Elizabeth, right? Yes. Okay, I'm so, so excited. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I told people that I was coming here, and I, I, I told them to listen. Has it been a while since you've been back? Um, not too long. I was here last year. It was my yeah. grandma's 90th birthday. Oh, wonderful. Rachel Jacobs. Yeah, and where do you live uh, in town? In, in Milwaukee. I yeah. grew up on the east side on Newberry Boulevard. Oh, you did? My really? parents still live there. Are you yeah. university people or teachers? Yeah, or um, no, 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 just... Just Newberry Boulevard people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, we, I'm, I'm Jewish. I went to Hillel Academy. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we weren't really I, a I neighborhood you think, I bet people. you think I am, too. Yeah, I, I've picked up on that. No, no, actually, a lot of people make that mistake. Actually, there was two N's in the name, actually, before the war. <laughs> no, I am, I am too, as a matter of fact. Uh, the Jacobs, I don't know if we know the Jacobs. We were west yeah. side. You know, yeah, we don't, we're very east side. We don't Shorewood. mix. We don't mix. Shorewood. We don't mingle. Mm-mm. Now, my Uncle Eddie used to live down in uh, Whitefish Bay. That's as close as we got. Yeah, we don't go that far. No, okay. No. You got to stay in your enclave. This is Milwaukee. You do, Let's you face do. It. It's amazing how separate everybody is. And so you left and you lived in Portland. And what are you doing out there? I'm a, I teach in a daycare oh, center. Oh, you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah and, I'm a lead teacher. You like that lifestyle? I do. It's, it's my calling. Yeah. And yeah. when you came back with this uh, piercing here below your lip, did uh -huh. the family say anything? Or? Um, no, I had this done actually just after I finished student teaching in college. Okay. I had it done. So they're used to it. Was there some clamor? Or? There was a bit. I, yeah. I tried not to tell them about it, and I was home on Did break. you think they wouldn't notice? Or? Yeah, well, <laughs> I made the mistake of telling my dad on the way out the door. I said, Dad, I'm, I'm getting a piercing under my lip. And he said, oh, honey. <laughs> and I really wished I hadn't told him. Yeah. But it's, it's Oh, honey, is a Jewish father responsive ever. <laughs> I find myself saying, and the shake of the head is very important to do with it. Well, Elizabeth, <laughs> you get a chance to play with someone out there who calls okay. and plays along with you. And Jim, how do they do that? Pick up the telephone and dial 1-800-486-8655. Another way to remember that is uh, 800-GUM-TOLL. GUM-TOLL. <laughs> okay. Uh, here is the, uh, the question. You qualify this. 188 copies of Michael Bolton's Timeless, 375 of Greatest Hits of 1971, and 77 copies of Chants by Spanish Monks. Who received this bounty is the question. It's actually kind of a local story, but mm -hmm. you actually happened in different places, too. If you know, give us a call here. Let's go to uh, Ingrid. She's in Bloomington, Illinois. You know hey. who? Hi, how are you? Hi, who received 188 copies of Michael Bolton's Timeless? Uh, who did? Yes, somebody oh, did. Someone there in Milwaukee, you think? Well, in, in Wisconsin and in Milwaukee in particular. That's, they got, that's what they got here, yeah. Okay, let's see. Someone in Milwaukee, 188 copies of Michael Bolton. Let's see, yeah. it would be, let's say, the mayor. No, let's say not. I'm oh. sorry, but thanks. Uh, maybe if you haven't seen this story, that you probably wouldn't have any idea what I'm talking about. No. No. They Thank you. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jamie's <laughs> on the line from Marion, uh, Arkansas. Is that right? Yes. How are you, Jamie? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Thank you. 188 copies of Michael Bolton's Timeless, 375 of the greatest hits of 1971, among others. Uh, it was a result of a, of a class action settlement, actually. Um, any idea uh, 
Who received these? I have no idea, but my guess would be no idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have a it would possibly be an institution of some sort that might have received these as a, as a class settlement for, from the record companies? Uh, you know, a library, museum, that sort of thing? A library, museum, that sort of thing. Um, I would say a library. The library is right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the Milwaukee Public Library received that. They have, if you want to go down there, they'll probably let you have a couple. That's very good, Jamie. Good thinking there. And what do, what do you do in Marion? Uh, I'm a veterinary assistant. You're a veterinarian in Marion? A veterinarian assistant. Assistant in Marion. Okay, well, that's great. Actually, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. I live in Marion. Oh, excellent. Okay. Jamie, this is Elizabeth. Hi, Jamie. The two of you team Hello, up Elizabeth. on this. And, uh, okay, you're going to okay. bonded enough here? <laughs> you are a team right now. And All here right. are the categories. Jamie, you pick the first one. Current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science or odds and ends. Science. Science, okay, could be uh, anything. Hmm. And it is, yes. Uh, are mothers who frequently lick and groom their offspring doing them a favor? <laughs> hmm. Yes would, or no? I would think so. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the question. Yes, are mothers who frequently lick and groom their offspring doing them a favor? Yes. It's cleaning. Yes, they are, according to McGill University, yes. It's not a mere annoyance for mammals. <laughs> And rodents and what have you. They actually, it serves a function. And, uh, One right, no wrong. It actually strengthens them in some ways. And uh, that's very good, Jim. What's left there? Current events, people, places, school, odds and ends. Elizabeth? Mm, um, odds and ends. Are you thinking of moving back to Oh, Milwaukee? never. Good. <laughs> that's what we like to hear. All right, Milwaukee is on the same latitude as Genoa, Italy, Vladivostok in Russia, or Menominee Falls. Say that again? Yes, I will say it again. <laughs> Milwaukee is on the same latitude as Genoa, Italy, Vladivostok, or Menominee Falls. I'd say Menominee Falls is very good. You're not from Wisconsin, are you, Jamie? I don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. I don't, latitude doesn't work for me. Uh, longitude, well. you're more of a longitude thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Latitude well, like Genoa, a ladder goes Genoa, around. Genoa, Italy. And, yeah. Um, I really don't even know where Menominee Falls is. Okay. Yeah. I think it's I near Genoa. I grew up on the east side, and you don't leave no, it very much. No, you don't go much. to Menominee Falls, no. unless you're buying a yeah. vehicle or something. Right, right. Ernie von Schlaber. Ernie. Yeah. Um, he has all but, of them. But, okay, Main Street and Menominee Falls. Would, yeah. Sounds is good that, to me. Would be, that sounds west so of what here, you, yeah. directly mm -hmm. west. So, okay. Um, I like the way you think, and how you do it out loud is, is a good it, thing. It helps. Yes. What about the audience thing? Rush. So wait, so how many choices were there? We had to call time on this. <laughs> General Vladivostok, Menominee Falls, what do you think? Jamie? Or Russia? <laughs> I would say Russia. Uh, that's what I was thinking. No, I'm sorry. It's Genoa, Italy. Oh, Genoa, yeah. no way. Yeah. One right, one wrong. Surprising. What's left there, Jim? Don't worry about uh, it. Current events. Okay. Don't People, <laughs> places, school. Mm. Didn't know where Menominee Falls was. Jamie? No. Uh, things you should have learned in school. School, okay. Okay. Oh, no, you're not going to get that one. <laughs> All right. When the flame is blank, it's warm weather ahead. When the flame is blank, watch out for cold. But when the flame is blank, there's no change in view. Okay, so it's going to rhyme. This is the weather flame, of course, Jamie, you've heard on about on top of the gas station, company building here. Gas company. Yeah. So we have to get all the blanks. So warm weather ahead would be? Red. Okay. 
Watch out for cold would be? <laughs> um, Vladivostok? Would be... The headphones don't work with this. They're, what are they they're talking in the audience? <laughs> I know. Cold would be? Gold! Gold. And no change in view. Would be blue. All right, all right. All right. That's right. <laughs> Very good, Jamie, all the way from Arkansas. That would be? Two right and one wrong. All right, what's left there, Jim? Current events, people, places. Current events, people, um, or places? I like people. You like people? Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with people, really. Mm, I didn't expect it to. Yes. One in four, one in three, or one in two Milwaukee in empty nesters. Renovate their room as soon as their daughter moves out. Immediately. Immediately. I, I went to Israel after high school. You and did? An instant change. They did. They did? As soon as I they walked out the door. Cleared out your room and made mm -hmm. it into a den Everything or something? Everything was or? gone. I, I said they, it made it look like a best western. <laughs> <laughs> one in well, four. If one? I was up where it was that cold, I would want to get out as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one in four, one in three, or one in two? One in four, one Immediately. One in two. I, was, I would go for the middle. Or though, one maybe. in three or one in four. I, maybe it's one in four. Oh, huh, you think so? That's what I'm thinking. You think it's, she's thinking one in four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One in four. Yeah, that's a, that sounds good to me. You going to go with that? Mm hmm Yes, according to the American Furniture Association, one in four immediately renovates. One would think one in two or one in one even, but... Jim, they've won. They have, and Jamie, you can pick from some tasty treats like Wisconsin Dairyland fudge, a Sequist cherry pie, or maybe some stylish badger apparel with a certificate from wisconsinmade.com. Then head over to 120th Avenue in Kenosha for an abundant wealth of the tastiest cheeses and sausages in the realm with a certificate for the King's Ransom from the Mars Cheese Castle. Oh, wow. Elizabeth, you want a case of the drink that made Milwaukee famous? Beer. Perhaps a <laughs> Belgian-style wit, the Solomon Juno Ale, or perhaps Louis Demise from the Milwaukee Ale House in the historic Third Ward. Then take in a performance on Friday, September 24th by Matthew, James, and Niall, the Celtic Tenors, right here in the Paps Theater from patstheater.org. And both of you can enjoy music begotten of the loins of Milwaukee with the CD, Her Country, the songs of Michael Feldman, as performed by John Seeger and the Skeletons. Congratulations to you. Thanks very much, Elizabeth. Nice to meet you. Thanks for doing it. Step over there and you'll get your stuff. Jamie, hang on for a second. We'll put you on hold. We'll get your stuff to you. Thanks for talking. If you'd like to attend a show in Madison, the next show dates are September 11th and October 2nd, 23rd and 30th. You can call the box office at 608-262-2201. And we'll be in Mankato, Minnesota, September 18th. Ticket information at 507-389-5678. Thank you, Jim. Well, you know, last night we were out on National Avenue prowling around a little bit. Did a yes, little we bit were. of drinking there. Mm -hmm. And we did a little bit of eating, and the eating was very good. We thought you should know about it. A place called uh, the Gaucho Grill. On National Avenue, would you welcome from the Gaucho Grill, John Haquez and Marianne Hara, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, how are you? John? We were there. Did you know we were there last night? I we just kinda, found out. We kind of sneaked in and sneaked out, but the food was great. We loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Now this, thank you very much. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, Stephen... Uh, who was with us, said he used to dance there at that restaurant. Did you have the restaurant when it was a dance club? Yeah, yeah, we did. It was called um, Babalu. Babalu, yeah, because it's pretty right. famous. Yeah. And a lot of people learned uh, how to merengue there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you merengue yourself, John? Yeah, you I'm from the Dominican Republic where merengue yeah. originated from. Yeah. Merengue is different from a salsa in that you, what do you do? Uh, merengue is more like a, a one-two step 
Yeah. And salsa is more of a cha-cha, syncopated style. Oh, I can't do either of those. I'm from Milwaukee, and I just do a back step. I can only do 4-4 four, four time or nothing at all. Polka. <laughs> a polka, I can't even do that, really. I fall down, I try to polka. And so then you went into the, decided to go in the food business. Correct. Yeah. What, what was the decision there? How, just well, we started um, Obabalu. I was a... Well, when it all started was I was a musician. I was a house, a house musician for the old restaurant, which was Paloma's. Oh, yeah. And that was my house gig for three years. And uh, when they decided to close, I decided to take the plunge and go into business. And we were more known as a dance club, live, live bands. And we had little trouble selling the food. We had always had great food. So we decided to change the name and pick a different cuisine from South America, which is uh, how we came up with Gaucho Grill. So this is from all over South America, all over Latin America as well. Correct. So you could get uh, Brazilian dishes, uh, Colombian dishes. Uh, Chilean, Porto, uh, Argentina, Peru. Yeah. Chile, Argentina, Peru. Yeah. I'm from Chile. I You're Chilean, Manja. yeah. I cook, I cook Chilean food. What, what's the Chilean specialty that you make? The Chilean, is, the food for Chilean, the more tradition is European tradition mixed with Indian tradition. Really? For this, it's so different, a uh -huh. different kind of food. Yeah. It's a special food for me. I love my, my food. And yeah. Yeah, for so, this. So what dish of uh, favorite of yours is yeah, served there? Yeah, this then? kind of empanadas is to oh, know Okay, we got those here, no? Yeah, yeah, they have these here. here. Yeah. To know it's like, these are it's beauties. like, it's like, uh, yeah, this is beauty. This is flaky, baked to know filling with beef, chicken, seafood, veggies, or cheese. Yeah. Onion, black olive, chopped, boiled egg, and spicy, bacon or fry. You have here chicken, seafood, and beef. Yeah, we had the, the, we had the shrimp and the beef. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. These are one, we're gonna cut these up. And, the, so they, it's almost a shame to cut them, they're so yeah, pretty. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the meaning empanada is between the bread. Between the bread. Yeah, this yeah. is a Spanish tradition. Yeah. A Spanish tradition. Seems like every culture has their own kind of thing yeah, wrapped yeah. with meat You think it's this ramp. is the, the Juju country. You never is the Juju country. They come in the another country, yeah. they mix it together for this South American food. Yeah. It's really special, different. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. What else we got? These are also empanadas here. Those are also empanadas. We have um, beef, chicken, and shrimp. Okay, so we got all kinds of empanadas. Hang around here, really. If you're not going anywhere, we're going to cut these up. And, now, what, what is this here? This is relleno de yuca. Yeah. Um, These yuca, are the yucas. They're like potatoes or something. They're like a squash. Yeah, squash from the cassava plant, mm -hmm. and they're stuffed with um, ground beef. Oh, these are stuffed ones. I didn't even get the stuffed one. Can okay, I just do mine? Sure. Hmm, oh. that's really good. Go ahead and talk a little bit. That's okay. Just talk. Okay. <laughs> do I do the sauce with this? Yeah. Uh, yes. This is a Chilean pebre sauce. That's not really hot, is it? No, it's no, not. No. It's a mild no. sauce. Yeah. In Chile, really they don't have hot sauces, or they? No, they, they, I, I put my I put my question, mm -hmm. pero you know, call to me. I'm from Chile, no Chile de soup, no Chile de Chile, no Chile de weather, Chile de country. <laughs> <laughs> so the weather isn't Chile, the sauces aren't Chile. Yeah, the just Chile. the country is Chile. It's the country Chile, no the pepper, no the soup. No, no the Chile weather. in Chile. No, we and don't have a Chile. We have a Mediterranean yeah. weather. Yeah. But they don't, don't, they don't like hot sauces at all? No, they put yeah. in the table. See, you yeah. want it, you put in your food. <laughs> but no here can you come in and eat yeah. a lot of scary stuff. Clyde would put it in. Clyde, our drummer, puts hot sauce on Jewish food even. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He's more to be pitied, really. <laughs> so 
So, and Dominican Republic, it's the same thing too. They don't have the hot sauces there, do they? Um, no, it's more yeah. saucy, but not as spicy. Yeah. But we do offer the, the chili peppers on the side if you wish to yeah. put it on your food. Now, these, these things here, they look rather these are unusual. Arepas. Yeah. Um, the corn cakes, Venezuela. Corn cakes. Very popular in Venezuela. Yeah. And these are stuffed with cheese. Stuffed with cheese. Well, can I put that sauce on it, or is that crossing sure. too many cultures? Um, this goes really good with either with that sauce or yeah. black bean. Oh, the yeah, black no. beans. I'm just going to dip in the black beans here, if you don't mm -hmm. mind. Is that all right? Is that sure. proper to do? That's proper. Is using the fingers? Yeah, mm -hmm. no, this is the fingers. Mmm, okay. okay. very tasty. That's corn. Mmm. -hmm. Mm. It's corn. You would like this. I, uh, <laughs> I'll save a little for you, because I, I think you really, well, it's very tasty. Very tasty. Are some of the dishes pretty exotic? Do you like special orders for some kind of, because it, it must be hard for people to find home cooking if they're from South America and they look for a, a dish or something. The yuca, um, the plantains, we have plantain chips, yeah. tostones, which are uh, fried plantains. We have the sweet version of the plantains, too. They're called maduros. Maduros. Um, fried plantains. Yeah, it's great. You got to try it. It's on 6th and National. So get over there. It's a great place to go to. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I'm sorry we're running out of time. It's great to have you here. From El Gaucho Restaurant, 6th and National in Milwaukee. To find out more about our CDs and board game, click on notmuch.com or call our hotline at 1-800-WHA-KNOW. Michael Feldman's What Do You Know is produced by Wisconsin Public Radio for Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, producer, international. Todd Witter, Lyle Anderson, Judith Heisen-Kavalik, Diana Cook, Kelly Osborne, Casey Schmidt, Stephen Colon, and Rick Kirkpatrick all helped to make today's show possible. Next week, an encore performance for the country's top food writer, Ruth Reichel, a place to be in New Jersey, and a salute to Rock Springs, Wyoming. My thanks to Milwaukee for coming down here, the Paps Theater for having us. Great to be back home. Thank you all for coming. John Tulling on the piano. Jeff Ammon on the bass. Hi, Stubblefield on the drums. Jeff Packard and myself. Thank you all. I'll cut these up and you can... R.I. Public Radio International.